Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Healthy Marriage Podcast, a podcast aimed at strengthening the most important asset of all families, the marriage. My name is Dr. Corey Gilbert, an author, university professor, licensed professional counselor, a life coach and researcher, and speaker on topics such as gender abuse, sexual ethics, trauma, and sexuality issues today. I will be your host. In this podcast, we will focus on strengthening marriages, encouraging families, and tools for practical living, such as how to have hard conversations with my kids about hard subject matters. I will demonstrate many of these with my own children via these podcasts. We are sponsored by the Healthy Marriage Inner Circle, a community of families, parents, and leaders that want to strengthen the family, and it all starts with marriages. Join in on the conversation in our free Facebook group at facebook.com groups slash the healthy marriage. Now let's get into this week's episode. Hey there, this is Dr. Corey Gilbert, and this is the Healthy Marriage Podcast, and we are turning this into the Warrior Marriage Podcast as we look at fighting for our family, fighting for our marriages, and fighting for our kids. So this week, I'm going to look at um, a section of my book, I Can't Say That, called Managing Hurts, Failures, and Disappointments. I hope this is helpful, encouraging, and even challenging. As parents, we can do everything we are supposed to do, and bad things can still happen. Paul is a 22-year-old that was taught a biblical sexual ethic, but chose to take his own path. He decided he had to try everything out for himself. Learning the hard way is a reality for many people. We grieve their choices, we love them, we pursue them, but we must also remember that these are their choices. Juliana is 18 and a survivor. She grew up in a great home with a loving single mom that talked with her early, used micro-conversations often, and built into her daughter a solid sense of identity, strength, and a passion to live by a biblical sexual ethic. Her ethos was unshakable. That is, it was unshakable until her first boyfriend. She met a young man in college, and they began dating. By the end of their first year together, she was a different person. He seemed to be sweet and caring, and said and did all the right things. He slowly nibbled away at her soul through um, the demeaning comments that she was not quite good enough. He would criticize her appearance, weight, intelligence, and decisions. Eventually, she had no resolve left, and when he pushed on her boundaries physically, she had no fight left in her. She surrendered to his desires without a fight or a care. She did not realize that what had been happening until it was too late. I have heard this story numerous times from young women. The behavior of these men is disgusting and heartbreaking. This is grooming, leading to rape, even though there was no fight and no one said no. Jill grew up with a dad that loved her and she was a strong, confident 25-year-old, even though her mom had left them years ago. Her dad was proactive, engaging, funny, and raised his little girl the best he knew how. She had a strong biblical sexual ethic and ethos and was excelling in all areas of her life as a teenager. She went to a party, though, and had something to drink that had been tampered with. She woke up the next morning in a lot of pain and bleeding. She had been uh, roughed up and was unaware of what had truly happened at the party the night before. Now at age 25, she has grown in strength and resolve to help other girls never find themselves in a situation like that. She had a passion and calling that, when combined with her story, has propelled her to make a difference in a unique way that only someone in her shoes could do. Freedom from shame. Shame steals everything. Life, joy, desire, and a future. 
For many of us, our default setting is to stay here, to let it take up residence and settle. My hope and desire for you as a parent is that you can find freedom from shame in your own personal story. I want you to be able to see that when shame enters the story, it is only there to steal, kill, and destroy. Sound familiar? The marvelous truth is that God is a redeemer. Rest in this. Believe this. Live this out. Face that shame. Recognize that it only sucks you into a spiral of self-hatred and hatred of others. Realize that it only steals your joy and any desire you might have left. Dr. Dan Allender explains in his speaking and writing how shame can be overcome. The unlikely source of joy is found in being broken. To feel sorrow and grieve your loss allow you to then find yourself in a place of gratitude with no room for contempt or hatred. You can now dance for joy. What does this dance look like? This freedom? This joy? It is being truly broken and then, as Proverbs 31.25 says, she is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. What a beautiful picture of strength, grace, peace, and fearlessness that can laugh at the devil's schemes as you rest in God's perfect plan for your life. So, what is the task for us? First, we must address our story as parents. What are you holding on to? What are you all tied up by the enemy? Or where are you all tied up by the enemy? This can usually be found as you review your story. I would dare say that we all have places in our story that need attention, care, and honesty. Forgiveness. Paul had to try everything. He made his way. One of his biggest hurdles in finding freedom for himself will be forgiving himself for the pain he caused his family and others. Juliana did nothing wrong. She knows it in her head, but doesn't feel it in her heart. She will need to forgive herself for trusting him, even though there was no way she could have known. She faces the insurmountable hurdle of forgiving her ex-boyfriend. Jill beats herself up for going to that party and touching that drink. She has found forgiveness for the guys that raped her, even in the vagueness of some of the memories. Forgiveness is never saying it was okay. Forgiveness is loving someone in the way that God does, not giving them what they deserve for their actions or hearts. Truthfully, we all deserve one thing, and that is hell. By the grace of God, we are offered free, eternal life. Forgiveness is not something we do once we feel like it. It is a conscious choice of our own personal freedom. It is cutting the ties with someone that harmed us and still has a hold on us. This is so difficult for our emotions to grasp, which, if we cannot caref- are not careful, keep us captive. Forgiveness is freedom. Be free. Growth and your joy. What comes from relieving ourselves of the burden of shame and resting in God's forgiveness? We grow. We truly experience joy. We find freedom. We are who God created us to be, worshipers. Let's look at this from another angle. Your son or daughter needs to learn about this process. They need to understand about the real world. They don't need us only for shelter. They need us to prepare them. They need us to prepare them for the hurts and disappointments that will inevitably come. They need us to teach them to stand up for themselves and for others. I was driving home from a movie recently with my oldest son and talking to him about the difficulty of going against the grain with friends, standing up for someone that is being picked on, or calling out dirty jokes and conversations that are disrespectful of women or others 
different from themselves as unacceptable. It starts with one. He can be that one. Lead your children into parts of your story, your successes, and your failures. This should be done carefully, taking into consideration their age, maturity, and discretion, meaning their understanding that some things that are shared within the family aren't to be shared publicly. They will learn more from your failures if you will be honest and real about how these affected you, hurt you, and even hurt others. Face your shame over past actions. Face your fears of being found out and being unloved. Model for them how to live free. Share your story. Enable them to speak up, to say no, to flee when necessary, and to change the world around them. You are the most influential person in their life from birth to about age 10. Around the age of 11, everything changes. Remember, the teenage years do not have to be the nightmare that so many parents have with their children. They need to take more risks. They must learn how to fail gracefully. Let them learn this while they are under your watch so that you can show them how to get back up and try again. This is a beautiful part of our calling as parents that began on the day of conception. Prepare them to fail. Show them how to get back up. Prepare them to face disappointment with a faith in God that brings them back to life, but know that this doesn't always happen overnight. Prepare them to face heartache with a trust in their God that he even has all those details worked out for their good. He is a gracious God. Rest in that as a parent. Pass that peace that passes all understanding on to your children early. Philippians 4, 7. The earlier, the better. May this bless your family, you as a parent, and may you change the world one child at a time. Bless you. Thank you for tuning in to the Healthy Marriage Podcast. I hope these become valuable resources full of encouragement and challenges as you lead your family well and with confidence. Definitely not alone. Find out more about all that we do at HealingLives.com. I want to see your family, and specifically your marriage, thrive. Thank you to our sponsor, the Healthy Marriage Inner Circle. And to access my new best-selling book for parents, go to ICan'tSayThat.com to purchase and receive the audiobook for free. It's an honor to serve.